Welcome to Think Orphan, the podcast for orphan excellence. Real talk with real people navigating the global orphan crisis. Let's join your hosts, Phil Dark and Rick Morton. All right, welcome again to the Think Orphan podcast. This is Rick Morton along with Phil Dark. Um, Phil, how are things in California today? Well, it's kind of very similar to the last uh, month or so. We've uh, Our house has been, uh, you know, pretty stable weather. And I've uh, been getting out actually quite a bit. So that's, you know, not, uh, I, it, we are staying at home, but I say getting out, I mean going on walks, going on bike rides, doing as much as we can, and obviously in the middle of the coronavirus uh, stay-at-home orders. Um, and, you know, it's it's a weird time. It's a weird time. How about you? You're out in Alabama, and I know that uh, it's a bit different there, but pretty much the same as well. So... How are you doing? Man, man, we're good. We, uh, you know, I mean, honestly, I uh, I was telling somebody today, I keep seeing all these pictures on Facebook when I have a chance to look at that, you know, late in the evening and people are talking about taking up hobbies and, you know, learning new things and doing new things. And man, I just feel like I'm busier right now than, uh, than I ever ever have been. And, uh, so, uh, unfortunately all of it is, uh, staring at a computer screen and talking to people on zoom. So, um, so yeah, so it's fun to get to do that again. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, they say zooming and that's why we're doing it on Skype. That's why we do it on Skype folks, because we can now be Skyping rather than Zoom. Zooming and just to get to change it up, we're changing it up. So, um, absolutely, you know, and I think you you make a, a point that it's it's the unfortunate unfortunate thing that you and I and I, I bet a lot of people on the, that are listening to this uh, this podcast are are busier than ever. And I don't know when you're probably not going to be listening to the COVID nineteen um, kind of special episode outside of this time. Maybe you will because we're you know facing something else, but. But this is a time, it's just a weird time where, you know, we're, we're staying in at home to protect certain, you know, percentage of people who are at risk, at higher risk of catching the virus. But by staying at home, we're actually creating um, some major issues for other people, a certain other percentage of the population that some of them have been going on before some of them are created in the midst of this um but most of it is just exacerbating some of the major things that are already going on around the world some of the abuse um food security issues health care issues but you know and and that's something actually that christian alliance for orphans and we're without orphans during this time have put out a survey to their, their member organizations and you know a couple hundred, I believe, maybe more than that at this point, have responded. And by far, the top three stated needs are food security, health care, personal protective equipment, and domestic abuse, including child abuse. And and these are things that, that when you're close to it like you and I are, we know that, right? I mean, um, it's not a surprise to hear those things. But, you know, for some other people who are just staying at home, particularly here in the United States, um, where we're just, you know, people are talking about how they're binge watching Netflix and, and as you said, taking up hobbies and doing other things that, you know, they may not have been able to do otherwise. And, and I'm just looking at it going, man, there are so many things going on that we need to help people understand, but it can't be in the way of saying, oh my gosh, we're going through this, you know, you, you're, you know, guilting people into it. We've always talked about don't guilt people into this stuff. And particularly now when people are going through their personal crises where they're, 
they're not sure about their jobs. They're not sure about what they're going, you know, going to be going through, what the other side of this is going to look like, and when the other side of this is even going to happen. So what we wanted to do today, you know, is just first of all let you guys know out there that we are going to take a little break from the every other week release of the podcast. We're going to do this podcast to share with you some some coronavirus, some COVID-19 resources that are out there for you that you may already know about, but we're going to be able to share with them here in one place that you guys can can access on the on the show notes of this episode um, or go to the websites that we're referring to and they'll be there as well. But we you know, we we also wanted to let you know that we are taking a little break and we're going to uh you know, we don't know exactly when that's going to be coming back for the every other week. But in the meantime, we're taking the break because we're doing a video conference series that we're going to talk about a little bit later on in the show. But we're putting out uh, pretty regular video conferences to go deeper into the resources and other resources that will be coming out, but going deeper into the resources that we're going to be talking about on the show today. So um, I'm not, I'm, we'll come back to those video conferences a little bit later in the in the in the episode, but uh, before we do that, I want to kind of dig into those top three stated needs um, because I do, you know, we need to hit these needs in priority order, really, during this 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 disaster response time. Um, and uh, so I want to hear from you, Rick. I know you at Lifeline, you guys are partnering with some folks over in India um, and maybe a couple other places, I'm not sure, but I know you're doing some stuff with food security. Um, and, you know, providing resource, resources for those folks. But in, in, anything else that you guys are doing for those three th- top three needs that we talked about? Well, you know, um, yeah, Phil, we actually uh, have, and, and, and we've, you know, we've tried to be, um, we've tried to be proactive to, to do some things here at home and, you know, and to serve families here as well. And so uh, things have pivoted, you know, pretty uh you know, pretty dramatically for us over the last uh, eight weeks or so. Uh, with with regard to uh, India in particular, um, you know, our we have a, a mutual friend, uh, Alex Sam, who Alex does some work with us uh, in addition to, uh, you know, his work with Everett Mission. And, and so through Alex and a couple of other friends uh, in India, we, we kind of targeted three communities that uh, that we're helping to assist with food security. Uh, Alex is is they're feeding about 800 people a week right now, and uh, you know, and 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 right now that uh, you know we think the the lockdown is pretty dramatic for us, but uh, you know, but in India it's it's you know so much more uh, dramatic. I mean, uh, we, we're hearing stories. Uh, heard a story out of Bangalore today. Just from another uh, another ministry friend there, that uh, you know, police are beating people when they see them congregating in groups, or you know, when they see them outside, and and so there, um, you know, there certainly is, um, you know, there's there's just a, a profound amount of need, and so. Uh, we've created some mechanisms through our website for people to be able to, um, you know, to give directly to those projects, and and you know we're committed to uh, to helping to resource those folks through, uh, you know, through the rest of this year. Uh, we also 
you know, we're we're trying to rally, um, you know, folks in the international community together around gospel-centered orphan care. And so uh, there is a, you know, we're, we had planned on doing a conference uh, later this year to, to bring a group of people together. And um, and so we're, we're taking that con- conference virtual. Uh, and, and so there'll be some things that'll be out there coming from Lifeline and some things folks can see uh, pretty soon on the, on the Altar 84 conference and, you know, joining with us. And, and but we're going to, we're going to be able to do everything in an online format uh, in uh, in June, and then, man, you know, close to home. Um, I, I think one, you know, we through the work that we've we've done through Families Count and in partnering with churches that are engaging families that have, you know, either lost or are in danger of losing. Um, their their kids in you know into foster care. Um, there's a you know there's a sense that um, you know those are those are the most many of the most vulnerable families in our you know in our community and and we're having a um, you know churches are having an incredibly hard time in engaging with those folks and and uh, you know and 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 keeping tabs with them and so we've actually started for our families count partners uh, we've started something called um, families countdown. Which is uh, which is providing an opportunity for families to be engaged by a mentor, and uh, and it, it provides a, a devotional connection, and, and for them to be encouraged a little bit in God's word, but then also to really have a productive conversation with uh, you know with someone who is a mentor to them, um, really to just kind of help them work through the issues that they're facing and and the things that are you know that are going on around them. We've also seen, um, you know, I think more and more um, with adoptive and foster families that are, you know, families that are caring for kids that are coming from hard places, that this is this is kind of a challenging time, you know, for those families. A lot of the resources that, that they've counted on in order to support them are not available. And so there are school programs that are, you know, that are not, um, you know, that are not happening. And there are community programs that are not happening. And there are therapists that are not available and, you know, all those kinds of things. And so we really, you know, kind of doubled down and, and ramped up our efforts in that regard. Um, Bridge Educational Services that we've talked about in the past here is, uh, you know, is something that, um, that that we're, you know, we've engaged in now for about a year in, in providing um, educational counseling and and tutoring services for kids with learning challenges and, and particularly kids that have come from traumatic backgrounds and um, you know and and one of the really great things that the Lord uh, did for us and that was we were already doing that online that was already something we were doing on zoom and that we had you know we kind of perfected that model and so uh, really we've seen a huge uptick in that um, and and having you know having a lot of opportunity to be able to to minister to families that way, um, and and so I think um, the um, you know the 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 truth is that there are there are a lot of families that are out there that are just feeling incredible stress and feeling an incredible pressure right now. Um, on and, and and for a variety of reasons, you know, economic situation and uncertainty, but also just the proximity of of you know of of us not being able to kind of go to our neutral corners and and to get distance and 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 so we're trying you know we're trying to help that. We also have uh, we've mobilized a good bit of our staff into uh, into doing family coaching. 
And so we're providing family coaching services, and essentially what we're doing is just taking uh, TBRI and trauma-informed care uh, trained folks and, uh, and, and, and giving them an opportunity to be able to interact with parents that are, you know, that are needing a little bit of help. And we, we started this, um, you know, some months ago, and the target of that was families either that, you know, adoptive and foster families maybe that hadn't been trained super well or that were, that were finding a challenge in applying the training that they'd been given into their home. Um, but, but what we've kind of seen now, and even, you know, even connecting with some of our church partners, we've got church partners that are kind of throwing their hand up saying, Hey, this is a traumatic situation. <laughs> like the whole, the whole, there, there are people that are, that are, that are enduring and suffering through trauma just from the way that their lives have changed and, and the results that, you know, that we're seeing and, and people, families are seeing unexpected behaviors out of their kids and they're seeing, you know, they're seeing challenges in, in their home. And, and so, man, like we're, we're ready and fit and prepared. Um, and, and what we have been applying to, you know, to one population or a couple of populations for a long time, I think now, you know, God's just put us in a position where we're able to, to stretch that and imply and apply that to a you know completely different group of people. So, um, so yeah, you know, on, on one hand, um, the rhythm of life has changed incredibly, but on the other hand, um, man, I, I feel like I'm, I'm busier and lifelines busier than we've ever been. Um, and, you know, and we know that there are, you know, there are other pieces to this. Um, you know, we trust that there's a, there's another side to, you know, to all of this and that, that guys like you and me and others that are, you know, that are out there ministering globally, we're going to be able to get out and, and we're going to be able to mobilize the church to, you know, to rush into those places and, and do the kind of orphan care or something in the form of what we've been able to do before. But, but until that point, there's still a whole lot that can be done. And, uh, man, I'd invite anybody that's really interested in, you know, in finding out a little bit more about parent coaching or, or finding out a little bit more about, um, you know, Bridge Educational Services or would like to plug in and, and give to help uh, Alex Sam or, or somebody that's, you know, that's working on food security, working with food security in India. Um, they can all go to the Lifeline website, lifelinechild.org, and uh, all of that is is right there and accessible from from the main page. Yeah. So we'd love to and talk we'll to you. we'll have that on the, on the show notes, obviously as well and you know and I'll just echo that as far as you know Alex and the great work they're doing over there uh, in India another uh, woman that I know a new Silas doing some phenomenal work over in Pune India and you know she's been sharing stories over WhatsApp just about the different work that they're doing as well uh, the Benita Shrey uh, ministry they have there uh, if you want more information about that I'll put uh, some information on the website about that as well and, um, you know, she, she just, again, there's a, there's some tragic stories, uh, that she's sharing, you know, one mo- mother killed, unfortunately, threw her five children over a bridge into a river and threw herself over the bridges, uh, over the side of the bridge as well, because she couldn't get food for her kids, you know, and that's just one of what we know, unfortunately, are many stories. And the, this recent stat is that the hunger deaths will likely double this year, which that's a really large number in the millions and uh, people dying every year of hunger that are likely going to double this year. And, and these are just the tragic, tragic things that we are seeing right now as a result. Um, really, I mean, I hate to say collateral damage, but that's really what it is of, of, the, of the, you know, 
protections we're putting in place are causing a lot of other issues. And, you know, and so like you said, Rick, I mean, we have the opportunity to be able to address those. But it's other things like when you can't access transportation. Another friend of mine in Uganda said a good friend of his just recently died because she got a, you know, she got sick and they couldn't access transportation to get to the hospital. And by the time she got to the hospital, you know, she had died. And they say she probably would have been fine if she could have gotten there. But no way to know, obviously. But those are the things, the health care issues that the, the, um, and the uh, food security that a lot of it really is just getting the supplies there, getting access to the different organizations who have them. And so really that's a lot of that is connecting people to people. So if you know folks who are doing that, um, that uh, you you have the ability in your ministry to be able to get food and get health care to the people who need it and get the personal protective equipment, hand sanitizer, face masks, things like that to people in your respective countries. Let us know. We can connect you with the people who maybe need it that you might not know about. Or if you need it and you you know you don't know who to get it from, let us know that too and I can connect you with the, with the people who are doing it um, and are connecting, I'll probably connect you to somebody else who connect you to somebody else. But that's really how this is, needs to work a lot of the times because we don't have the ability to go out and do it. Um, we have to work through the organizations who are approved to do it in the midst of the lockdowns. And that's, it's a interesting time. And I think, you know, Phil, I think it's, it's also important to note we, you know, we've even seen, uh, and this is, this is pretty universal, um, you know, globally outside of the U.S. that that governments are struggling mm-hmm. to to have those you know those kinds of supplies, mm-hmm. and so we're even hearing from uh, you know from from central authorities and child welfare in places like um, you know in in Colombia, yeah. uh, for instance. We've we've been able to you know to do some some help with ICBF and provide hand sanitizer and masks and things like that, and there are, there are all kinds of. Uh, you know, there are opportunities right now, I think, to for people to be able to, you know, to plug in and help and, and quite honestly, to be able to win favor um, with, you know, with governments and right. with folks that we want to influence to do, you know, to do child welfare well. Um, and, and we have an opportunity to be able to make a good name Absolutely. for for ourselves and to put a good face on, you know, on Christianity because of the way we engage them and, you know, the way we provide right. for them. Man, I'm, cu- I'm curious. So I, you are, um, you're getting ready to do something on, on behalf of the, on behalf of the Think Orphan podcast to do some things to help. And, uh, and so a uh, little bit of a, little bit of a pivot, a little bit of a turn, uh, that we're going to make for a few weeks in order to, uh, you know, in order to be able to serve the body. Mm-hmm. And, and man, I'd love for you to just, you know, tell the folks about, uh, what you have planned. Well, we've already done, uh, four of the video conferences, um, in the series that we're, that we're working on. And it's, it's really a series that's coming up as we know of these great resources that are going on. So if you know of a great resource, let me know. Let us know at info at thinkorphan.com. And I would love to be able to promote. I mean, obviously, we'd, we'd vet it and make sure it's a resource that's, that's uh, you know, based in, in practice and, and is working. Um, but, uh, you know, we have already done it on uh, foster care in the U.S. Had some great folks on, who have, most of whom have been on this show already. Um, we had one on the technical guidance on the protection of children in alternative care. Ellie Oswald, Rebecca Knapp shared um, about the, the technical guidance and really how to use it because it's, it's a lot of it is, is, is bullet points of things that need to be done. Um, and it can be daunting for some, 
Um, it's 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 written uh, a lot of it's for government and agencies and but it's actually very uh, helpful to people on the ground to see the things that you need to be doing um, and be thinking about and even if you can't do it to ma to make sure that somebody else is. Uh, we had one with Care Portal again. If you're in the United States, you don't know about Care Portal. Talk about matching needs to, you know, or matching, you know, churches to be able to fill needs with people that are real needs, that are vetted needs from social workers. Care Portal is doing some phenomenal work there. Uh, we had one with uh, on donor relations. It was with Steve Caliper of Doing Good Better, and he gave some really good practical advice on just how to, you know, it's very simple, really, relating to donors during this time. And so that was another great one. We have one coming up on Thursday uh, of this week, which will be last Thursday when this releases, um, that uh, will be on One Million Homes uh, Rapid Response Framework. Brandon Stiver, who was on uh, last episode, or was the last, I don't remember exactly which, but recently, um, we'll be talking about that. We also talk, uh, will likely be talking about Will Without Orphans, their family strengthening. They have, they have a great resource that we'll have on on the show notes. It's uh, the COVID-19 parenting tips, talking about the domestic child abuse. A lot of that is because these parents, as you said, are stressed out. They're freaking out. They don't know what to do. They're at their wits end. And then the kids, you know, do stuff and whatever. If they're already prone to alcohol or whatever, they're probably doing it a lot more now. If they're prone to drugs, they're probably doing that a lot more. And now their kids are in their home in a lot of these countries. And you know out there, folks, if you're in those countries, they're sending kids home from orphanages to these homes and they're reunifying without these families being ready for that. And so these tips are very simple. They're in 50, over 50 different, I believe it's 54 different languages. There may be more by now. We're Without Orphans was able to secure so many of those different trans, uh, translators for that, uh, for that piece, but it's phenomenal. We'll have the link to that in the show notes. Um, Ruby Johnston, uh, who we had on this show recently, she's phenomenal. She has stress busters on YouTube. They're very short, five minute or so videos where she just shares ways that we can reduce our stress as parents, as spouses, uh, how we can help our children reduce their stress in this time, particularly for kids in trauma. It's so critical to be able to know how to, how to do that and help. And Ruby does that as well as anyone. Um, CAFO has had some great webinars on uh, you know, living, loving, and serving well in the era of coronavirus is what those are called. We'll have the, the, the link for that in the show notes as well. But for the video conferences for Think Orphan, by, by the time this releases, a lot of them will have already happened. A lot of them have already happened as we're recording. We have them all at thinkorphan.com on the resources page. There's a COVID-19 page on the resources tab of our website. So if you got this episode on the website, you're already there. You just go to the resources, hit COVID-19, it's going to be there. We'll also have the link in the show notes. Um, but it's just thinkorphan.com backslash resources backslash COVID-19. And you can get all these video conferences. You can listen to them. You can share them. And you can also get the resources that were referred to in them. Um, the last thing I want to mention, and it's by no means the, the least, it's, it's actually one of the things that if you as an organization out there are struggling in this time, you know, you hear about pivoting, you hear about changing, you hear about focusing, you hear about when you're giving donor, you know, your, your messaging, make sure you talk about what's at the point of the spear, make sure you talk about what you're doing, but you may not even know what you're doing. You may not want know what the point of the spear is and what that even means and what that looks like. And then you sure as heck don't know in your organization because you're just reeling right now going, 
How are we going to survive? How are we going to make this? Who do we even talk to? How do I talk to people? Who do I focus on? What do we prioritize as an organization in the midst of this? I heard a stat today on a, on a conference I was going to virtually, and they said that, you know, if you're a nonprofit, expect your budget to reduce 60% over the next couple of years. Plan for that, which is crazy, right, when you think about it. But they're expecting a 20% decrease in the economy in the U.S., which is going to result in a massive down, uh, downturn in, in giving. Now, will this happen? Maybe, maybe not. But if you don't plan for it, if you don't prepare for it, you're going you're gonna to lo- be lost. And so we at Providence, uh, which fuels the Think Orphan podcast, uh, have created a leading in crisis manual. And it really is a manual. It's a step-by-step manual that will help you um, understand all those things I just talked about. It'll help you understand um, how to go through what you do as an organization, what you can prioritize and what you need to prioritize, what you're able to do, what you are uniquely positioned to do and equipped to do in the midst of this time. And after. It's not just for now. It's actually through and after the crisis. Um, So short-term, mid-term, long-term. And it walks you through that. And it's a fantastic manual made by a couple of folks who have, uh, Dave Dave Rudko, who's my COO at Providence, and he's got 25 years of naval officer experience and another naval officer as well. They have created this, and it's so good. Um, It takes some time to go through. But they have video conferences that they will help you through it as well. So that that um, link will be on the show notes as well. It's at the Providence World website. If you have any questions about it, you can also email us. With any of these these resources, um, you can send me an email. Send Rick an email if you have any questions about these things, um, and we can help you through it. You know, if you if if it went too fast today, or you're like, what in the world? The the links will be on there. Um, and if there's any other thing, this is just the tip of the iceberg. There's a lot of resources out there. We're trying to help you navigate them as we try to do on this show with everything that we're doing. We're trying to help you navigate through the noise and know what to listen to rather than just wading through there and being overwhelmed by the amount of noise that's actually out there. And so that's actually one of the things that the Leading in Crisis Manual will help with as well is, is helping you to navigate through the noise to know what you as an organization um, are uniquely equipped to do. So anyway, that those are some resources. I'm excited for what this opportunity that we have right now to be able to um, really focus on what we are best at. And the other thing that the, 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 the manual talks about is something we talk about all the time on this show, which is collaborating, which is and, and, and to also know the difference, like to cooperate with other organizations, to actually work with organizations, and to collaborate with organizations. They're, they're different things, but we don't have time to go into all those differences. But the reality is to work with other organizations right now, we need to do that more than ever. And, and as you understand what you're uniquely equipped to do, what you're uniquely positioned to do, it will help you understand what you need other organizations to really help you with. And then who are those other organizations? And now is such a great time to do that because... Um, while we're super busy, we're also very cognizant of the things we can't do as well. Um, so those are just uh, some of the great things we have. We, we've gone a little longer than I wanted to go today, but I think it's really important to go into some of these resources a little bit more than just telling you and listing off a bunch of things. So um, we will have all of the links for everything that we've mentioned on the show notes. Rick, do you have any parting thoughts for us as we uh, move to take a little break? You know, as we said, we're going to be taking a little break. 
um, you know, you'll still hear my voice. Rick won't be on most of those uh, uh, video conferences, but uh, but Rick, what do you what do you have to say to him for uh, before we we uh, sign off for a few weeks anyway? Man, I, I think uh, you know. I heard a really good word today from uh, from a pastor that I respect greatly, Ligon Duncan, uh, who's used to be the senior minister at uh, First Presbyterian Church in Jackson, Mississippi, um, and just just reminding us that um, you know the, the Apostle Paul in uh, in Philippians four talks about you know this idea that. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. But this was Paul speaking with the confidence of having been imprisoned and having been beaten and having had nothing and having lived in the condition of plenty. And uh, and I think uh, there is going to be another side <laughs> to this. And, uh, and and life may be you know, somewhat different, but the truth is, uh, man, the confidence that we have in all of this is, is that... Um, God is not surprised. He is not shaken, um, and and He is on His throne. And so, our job in in these days is to is to be faithful, is to do the work that He's called us to do, uh, and that that's including caring for you know for the most vulnerable people on the planet in in the name of Jesus. And if we're if we do that. Um, then um, you know we can trust the the rest of everything, including our welfare. Um, you know to to our God who uh, you know who who cares for the bird and clothes the flowers and is uh, is the is the sustainer. You know ultimately of life. And I, I've just been uh, you know been trying to go back to those you know to those kinds of thoughts pretty regularly because um, it can be a little overwhelming. You know, quite honestly, in in the midst of what we swim in, but man, we um, we can't we can't lose sight of uh, where our citizenship really is and and who uh, who we belong to. Well, that's a great uh, reminder, and I, I I will piggyback on that and go a few verses before you know. And this is something that really stuck out to me last time I I read it. But Philippians four would be a great place to to just kind of camp out during this time. <laughs> but uh, it's not always a great place to camp out. But, you know, in verse 4, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. And it doesn't say rejoice in the Lord sometimes. It doesn't say rejoice in the Lord when you're not sheltering in place. It says rejoice in the Lord always. And that's, that's, that's a word that means always, <laughs> not, not any less. And, uh, and the second time it says rejoice, it's capitalized again. So it reminds us, you know, the emphasis there is just, you know what, we have so much rejoicing. And in Philippians 4.13 talking about, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's to be content in abundance and in want. And, you know, and we are so used to the abundance part of that. And, and right now we still have abundance um, in a lot of ways. But, um, but you know what, that's where that contentment comes from one place. And it's, you know, focusing on, on what is good and what is right. And, um, you know, folks, we got a lot to focus on that's good and right. We got a lot of amazing um, things that, that God is doing all around us. Uh, and so I just really encourage you, again, you know, these resources, engage them. They're phenomenal. There's so much good stuff. And those parenting resources, don't, don't be prideful and say, I don't need them. I'm, I'm good. You know, if you need something, go and find the right things. The coaching that Rick's talking about, if you need that, engage it. Don't don't feel like, oh, this isn't something. If you're struggling, do it because the alternative could be really bad. 
And we don't want that. Um, and they are out there. There's phenomenal stuff. So I just, I do pray that you take it. You take what we're talking about on the show. You take the resources that we've discussed today and you use them all to help you to take care of yourself, to, to take care of your family, and to take care and, and love the orphan and vulnerable children all around the world better and better each and every day. Thanks a lot. Until next time. We hope you've enjoyed today's Think Orphan podcast. For all the information in this week's podcast, please visit us at thinkorphan.com. You too can be part of the conversation. Send your questions to info at thinkorphan.com or join us on the Think Orphan Facebook page. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us again on the next edition of Think Orphan.